This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, die bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or, hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Listen, I'm not going to judge as long as you're liking, subscribing, and doing all those good things. And those feelings go for YouTube as well. And, hey, if you haven't said hello yet, hit us up on the socials. Or if you have something strongly worded to say, hit us up at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. And, look, maybe you listen to the show and you're like, I'm all right. I check in once in a while. But, yo, those sweatshirts and those shirts and those koozies and those Barbecue aprons look amazing. Where do I get them? Well, you go to at simply.cora on Instagram or at Etsy. That's at simply.cora. All right, that's enough of the house cleaning for this episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking, you know, briefly a little bit about Felix Hernandez weekend, what went down. If you're looking for more Felix Hernandez content, make sure to just scroll down on the episodes. It's the episode before this. We did a happy Felix Day retrospect episode. Hanno and Hanno and myself uh, do about 45 minutes of just talking some Felix Hernandez memories, feelings. We just, uh, you know, reminisce, look up some stats pull some clips and, you know, it's just a good old happy Felix kind of thing. Uh, Go ahead and check that out. We just briefly a little bit talk about that today. And of course, we talk about the series that just ended with the Baltimore Orioles. And of course, taking a quick look at the Kansas City Royals and then giving you a sneak peek at the end of this episode at our conversation with Mariner legend Brett Boone. That's right. We got an episode dropping here very, very shortly. We're giving you a little sneak peek of what we're talking about. And just a little disclaimer about this episode. My audio is coming through my MacBook. Uh, had a little bit of an issue with the Shure mic. Wasn't working. Anyways, a bunch of microphone nerd stuff. Just wasn't working, but we got to get this episode out. So I just threw on the earbuds and uh, used the computer in my living room. Uh, but Hanno sounds crystal clear as always up there in Edmonds. Look, it's not a long episode. It's not that bad. I'm just giving you a little disclaimer. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up, not talk down this episode anymore. So you still want to listen to the next episode of Rybrid Mustard, a Mariner's podcast that's about to start. How about right now? What's going on, Hannah? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I know it's kind of kind of a bummer that we uh, lost the series, but you know it was a hard fight. I don't think they didn't play hard. 
series, a little disappointing, kind of a little bit maybe brings up a little bit of concern. Um, very interesting to stack up against, you know, the team that's played the best in the American League this weekend. Yeah, it was a good challenge. Uh, the games were phenomenal as far as baseball fans go. Uh, great uh, blowout victory in game one and a great pitching duel in game two and a lot of drama and amazing great plays down the stretch there. And uh, fun series overall, though, and Felix, like you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. In fact, before we get into talking about uh, the Mariners and Orioles, let's let's – Let's talk about the King Felix. We just did a King Felix, uh, Happy Felix Day retrospect on uh, Felix Hernandez last episode. So if you're ever looking to get some more of that Felix Hernandez content after this wild weekend uh, slows down, go back and check out that episode. That was a fun episode. Yeah, it was It was good to uh, reminisce and talk about some things and mentioned uh the big uh, induction of the Mariner Hall of Fame, uh, some more info, you know, they, they brought up during the broadcast. Uh, it was nice to hear and some things that I forgot. I mean, it's hard to believe that I forgot, but it made total sense him making 10 straight opening day starts. I know it was quite a few and uh, I just had slipped my mind. But yeah, really nice ceremony. Uh, all the guys there, uh, former Mariners, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The Mariners always do a nice job. It was pretty moving watching him coming out of the bullpen, even though, hey, that's a place that he didn't really want to ever come out of. Uh, but it was fun to watch him walk out, you know, get emotional, stand right on the mound. Uh, that was not planned. I heard that was his own his own thing that he added there because I listened to him up in the booth. He also had the big surprise <laughs> with uh, uh, Adrian Beltre showing up. Um you had Griffey there. You had Edgar there. You had Marilyn there. You had um, Dan Wilson, Jamie Moyer, Alvin Davis. Basically, what I'm trying to allude to: there was a three Mariner Hall of three Mariner Hall of Fame Mariners that weren't there. Lou Pinella, uh, Randy Johnson, and Jay Buhner. They all did like cameo style, uh, sending their uh, their wishes to Felix. Uh, probably when they were doing their other cameo videos, <laughs> they probably do all the time. Uh, interesting. I mean, I understand Lou Pinella maybe doesn't like to travel as much anymore. Jay Buhner and Randy Johnson. Uh, I mean, Randy Johnson, I feel like just because he's a pitcher, that would have been really, really nice to be there. And it's always great to see Jay. I like seeing all of them together. I mean, it, obviously we're selfish as fans. We don't know what's going on in their personal lives, but, uh, uh, what was your takeaway with all that, or what What do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, you're right, probably Lou Pinella. Uh, R- Randy doesn't make them all. I don't believe he made the each rows, but I know, and if I'm co- incorrect in that, I know he's missed some before, and Randy seems to miss a few as well. Uh, I thought I saw something where he was being honored down in Arizona at the same time the same day so that might have been a possibility yeah. i don't know if it was exactly that day or what but um you know schedules don't always meet up but yeah the, sure. the felix thing was uh great to see i mean he's very very genuine and real uh let the motions go um he lets you know who he is uh just a really fantastic uh um speech by him um the, my only downfall of the whole thing was I kind of wish old John Stanton wouldn't have talked as long as he did, but uh, 
it was interesting how they didn't even uh, mention mention his uh, or announce him when he was coming up to uh, give his introduction of Felix. Well, yeah, they don't want it right after. Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, they don't want the place to be booing. Oh, <laughs> they, they, don't want, they want to keep, they want to keep the booze out of there as much as possible. Oh, there was booze. Oh, I'm sure. sure. But yeah, but it would if, have been if, a lot more. Yeah, if they announced it, you know. Maybe some of the drunks out in Edgar might have actually heard that. Maybe gave you know gave it more attention, or anybody that's like, hey, maybe they were going to go running up to the bathroom to take a leak, and then they heard coming out to the mound, John Stanton. Maybe they'll just say, hold on a second, make a U-turn, you know, let their frustration out. And I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he got announced when they went through, you know, the the Jerry's, the other folks in the organization and mentioned John Stanton by name and John Ellis. But uh, it was a great sleight of hand by the Mariners people right after uh, the Adrian Beltre uh, announcement, and they embraced um, how they just slid him in there and just didn't even announce him, um, and he just started talking. I thought that was a slick move uh, by the Mariners there. I know. It was great to see Adrian Beltre, but I, and I've, you know, we've seen a lot of them, obviously, because he torched us with the Texas Rangers. That's just always the one that I was – it's always hurt that we just didn't retain him. I know people go, oh, we had Kyle Seeger and he had a good career. And you're like, yeah, but Adrian Belcher was, was a Hall of Famer. <laughs> it's just at the end of the day, it just kind of uh, always bummed me out. But it was always cool watching him and Felix interact. I know they started that when he would play – when he played third base here because when they would throw the ball around the infield after a play or a strikeout, Adrian Beltre would always put a little something back on it when he'd throw it back to the mound to, to Felix. Yes, no doubt. And then when they, you know, moved on, I've never seen the banter between two opposing players and uh, how they interacted between, uh, you know, each at bat. It was quite original and something I haven't seen before since then. I thought it was funny. One good moment he was in the booth talking with the, uh, with Goldie and Blowers and, uh, Goldie brought up his changeup, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the, that's the pitch that made me rich." So yeah. he has a good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, I think you know another touching uh, moment there was when they had Sophia Robinson, who met Felix through the uh, Make a Wish Foundation many years ago, come out and reunite with him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what I mean. Felix is genuine. I mean, he was emotional. He really appreciated that uh, friend to his to this day. And and what a great uh, moment for her to be able to come out and surprise him and uh, for him, him to then uh, embrace her the way he did. You could see the genuine. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. All right, now let's get back to business here. Mariners just took one of three, meaning they lost the series here with the Baltimore Orioles. But listen, this is the American League leading Baltimore Orioles, and we firsthand have seen this team the Baltimore Orioles, it seems like, get better and better every time we've played them since last year. Every series, it feels like they've taken the jump of who they are 
And now you're seeing a team that, you know, they're 36 and 23 at home, 37 and 22 on the road, 73 wins, you know, after this weekend, you know, and you, and you look at the Mariners and you go, yeah, right now that team seems a little bit, a little bit more complete. Uh, but I think this is who they are, the Baltimore Orioles. I still feel like the Mariners have a pretty somewhat a more of a window. I'm mean, not a window, a ceiling maybe on this year. I don't know. What was your overall take of this series, Hannah? Um, it was really nice that first game to come out and just kind of pound them. Um, yeah. Kind of surprised, to be honest with you. I didn't catch it uh, live. And I caught into it late. And, um, yeah, big, uh, big um, – some big home runs um, just got after it and pretty much, you know, like I said, pounded them. I know we talked about a couple series ago with this homestand, we were hoping to go. I didn't want anything less than three and two. And when you start out three and oh, you're feeling pretty good. Um, so yeah, after that first game, things were going good and, and excited. Like, uh, like we just talked about to see yeah. the, uh, Felix induction. And then, uh, you know, we didn't, um, finish it off like we wanted to but uh we we can ha we can hang with any team i mean that's pretty evident in the series that was played this weekend yeah i mean you go back to friday you know castillo gives you six gets you one earned run got a little bit up there in the pitch count to start the game uh only goes six but then you know sauce comes in there with a clean inning you have ryan you have thornton you know he gives up a run he gives up a run here in the in in this game which was uh, not a run you'd bat an eye at, but then you see Thornton again pitch on um, Sunday and, uh, you know, gives up the big two-run blast there in the 10th inning. So he's kind of my guy that I'm uh, a little bit concerned about. Yeah, Thornton, uh, I was really excited about him his first outing. He went uh, two and a third, and he was kind of that middle relief guy that can go a few innings, you know, someone that we've kind of missed since Penn Murphy went down and uh, feeling good about him. But – uh you know, he's given up some long balls. I remember he gave up one in uh, Anaheim, he, like you mentioned uh, earlier in the series, and then in game three. So, yeah, it was – that. I mean, we can talk about that. There's a lot of questions to be asked about game three, you know, of pitching decisions, some pinch hitting decisions. I mean, I mean, what was your thought? Would you? I mean, they had also available Saucedo, Campbell – and Ryan, the rookie, would you have gone with a different choice there? Yeah, I think I would have gone with the the guys that we seem like we've been leaning on more often, uh, like a sauce. Uh, I know he pitched one game, uh, one inning on uh, Friday, but obviously he didn't pitch any innings on uh, Saturday. Uh, I just kind of would have liked to see that. I know the left-handers were coming up after that, so – that's what Scott Service was saying. So maybe he was going to come pitch and pitch the inning after. Um, also, also it just seemed like a pretty high leverage situation right there that I would just kind of go with what works, what has been working. But again, they're playing the analytic games. Any feelings I have about it, again, will get defeated by uh, any of the analytics. But I, I just – when Thornton was out there, I was like, okay, but I, I just Mariners had a chance there in game three, just like they did in game two. I mean, you send somebody out to the mound that has a over eight ERA, you know, that's wild. You'd, you'd hope you could get one. I mean, look at game two, uh, 
really sucks. Um, you know, George Kirby goes out there and throws nine innings, makes the last out himself, gets a clean nine innings, gives up no runs, what, three hits, right in front of King, right in front of the King, Felix Hernandez. You know, he approves of it, I'm sure, and then also probably chuckles a little bit that the uh, run support <laughs> looks about the same, too. I mean, it was an outing fit for the King and – some offense, unfortunately, that was fit for how the Mariners would hit for Felix Hernandez. Oh, yeah. I mean, these jokes write themselves, no doubt. Um, uh, I mean, the Mariners in games Felix has been, you know, a major part of before the game started, dating back to the playoff game, the Mariners haven't scored much. Uh, so, yeah, but, um, you know, it's tough when you get three really good pitching performances like you did with the starters only giving up two runs, earned runs, uh, you expect to win a few more. You know, you get 12 hits the first game and and then a total of 10 the next two games. It's disappointing. Yeah. Um, but that's something we've seen from this team this year uh, where the bats go cold. Uh, I mean, like I said, we still hung with Baltimore. I feel like we can play with them. But uh, we seem to have trouble with some pitchers that can spin the ball. I mean, we can hit the fastball pretty good, but uh, guys that are changing speeds and throwing those sliders and curves and throwing them, you know, not in fastball hitting counts or or even behind in the count, Mariners struggle a little bit with it that I've noticed. So it's uh, it, very – I mean, the Kirby thing on Felix and I was very tough. The uh, third game, yeah, the, the pitching decisions was rough, but I mean – I mean, the, the the plays there down the stretch by Mullins robbing him. I mean, and then Canzone just absolutely destroying that ball. Destroying. I mean, I mean, you can, I mean, you could have had a possible tie France Canzone walk off, but that's what happens. And then Mullins comes up in the next inning, you know, just misses a home run on a pitch, and then comes back and straightens it out and doesn't miss it and gives them the lead and the win. I mean, tough losses, but the way things have been going for the Mariners, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to try to be a little bit um, glass half full this time. We yeah, don't want any wanna, negativity. You know what? I feel better about this series loss than when the Mariners had that seven and three homestand, you know, at the end of May and in June, the seven and three homestand that we were like, I don't feel good about this team.
I'm pretty sure we got a special episode that we just uh, we just put together this last week. That was that was pretty fun. 